You see, most most blokes are going to be playing at ten. You're on ten here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on ten on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere. Exactly. What we do is, if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Uh, put it up to eleven. Eleven. Exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make ten louder and make ten be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to eleven. Episode 29. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Move your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. The show that's all itchy, like fiberglass. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. And that's when I closed my phone and walked out and was home and realized that I did not save the phone number that the girl gave me at the bar the other night. <laughs> so you got a phone number. Okay, let me back up. This is this is kind of a, this is a, a three strike story, Brad. <laughs> By the way, this is Frank and Brad. And Brad, half hour wasted. Thanks for listening. Episode 29. Episode 29. A couple weeks ago, uh met this girl in a bar and we started talking and we recognized each other. Dreamy. She was very dreamy. And I remember, you know what? About a month ago, I bought you a drink, got too shy. You came over to say hi so to me. So you'd actually seen this girl before? Yes, yes. Did was, she recognize you? Well, not at first. I didn't recognize her at first either. So when we're talking, you know, we're just having this nice conversation. And then Boring. That, and then that's when I realized, you know, that's when I make the connection. I bought you a drink about a month ago. You came over to say thank you. I got shy and didn't talk to you much, and it ended weird. She goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. So she re- she remembered you. Yeah, she remembered me. So we talked. Everything was great. <clears throat> I said, "Can I get your number?" She goes, "I would love it awesome. if you if you if you give me a call." So cool. she gave me your number, put it in my phone. Said, "Well, I got to go. It's time for you to go. Bye, bye." Get in my car, driving home. Get home. I just want to look at the number because I'm happy. I got her phone number. Cool. Open up my phone. I didn't save it. I just entered it in. <sighs> How could this happen? And to make things worse, Brad, to make things worse is, I guess it was last Friday, that same bar, the same band was playing at that bar. Right, that so had went back the other times were. So yeah, one more time, some friends had reminded me, we said, let's go see if we can find her. Went there, she wasn't there. And she's there almost all the time for this one band, so. That's Three bad, strikes. <sighs> so, if I learned anything from this, Brad, it's not the try, because if you try... You fail. But if you don't try, you can't fail. And that's what I learned. Never to, 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 to try. I feel better for it. I feel better for it. We haven't heard according to Jim in a while. I know, we haven't. Brad, you got some comments there for us? Yeah, we got a couple of comments on our Star Trek episodes. Oh, yeah. The extravaganza. We'd like to apologize for the 
length of the last episode, number 28. <laughs> but when you get Bill McGonnell talking, you, you basically have to, like, staple his mouth shut. Because he won't. I think he continued to talk as we were fading the clothes music out. <laughs> the guy, I had, I had he pulled is his passionate. mic down, and he was just like. He is a passionate man. Oh, my gosh. Let's never do an episode with him about Dune. Nerd. Like Frank Herbert. No, no. <laughs> the man Bill, loves his Dune. Bill, don't even ask us. <laughs> to do an episode about Dune because the answer is no. Yes. Unless uh, we become four hours wasted then. Let's so see. What do we um got? well we got here it is. Uh when we were talking about we made comments about um how the three of us did not like the show Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Chris Johnson, Koete on the forum says I, I like Enterprise. <laughs> He even put little ellipses on the en- on the beginning and end of his sentence like oh. like he like his voice is like but but I like Enterprise. <laughs> well, Chris, everybody's got to like something. Right. Uh, somebody named Mike P., a new listener, I believe. Mike P. Says, hey, guys, you made this lifelong unrepentant, repent, repentant. That's I never used that word in a sentence before, <laughs> so I don't know how to do it. Unrepentant, Trekkie, proud. Thanks for, thanks for a fun half hour. I'm looking forward to part two. Are any of you reading IDW's Trek offerings? Are they worth the money and the time? Jackson Roy Kirk, by the way, he says, see, I'm a geek, too. Remember when Bill was trying to remember that guy's <laughs> oh, name? yeah, yeah. And by the way, uh, I was at Zeus Comics this Saturday, yeah. and I thumbed through some of those. Um, Do they look good? IDWs. Yeah, you know, they, they stay true to how the bridge looked and how the crew looked and if stuff If I like remember that. right, it's supposed, to, it's supposed to be season four. Yeah. So yeah, I don't maybe. know how they're... I wonder if, I wonder if they're going to weave those stories in and out of the animated You would hope that episodes. they would. I yeah, mean, that might be kind of cool to actually see some... Uh, comic versions of those episodes, right? Um, and it, and it looked—I mean, it looked good. It just didn't interest me. You know, I've never read Star Trek yeah. in the comic form. Peter David used to write uh, Star Trek, both actually both comics, one for the Next Generation and one for the original series for DC. Oh, that's some good and trivia yeah, they right were, there. They were pretty good. They were pretty good stuff. Um, <clears throat> we got a new listener named Red Jack. Red Jack. Yeah, his name. He says, "My name is Mike." And I've been listening for about three months. I've listened to all of your shows, and you have the best intro to a podcast that I've ever heard. Yay. Your show is and, pretty cool, too. And you can thank Brad for that, the editor. Brad, I told you, when Brad first played that for me, the first time I told him, you got it. You actually fell to the floor. Yes. I, I had to lift floor. you up. But that's because... Um, it took about a half hour. <laughs> and that's how the show's yeah, name yeah, was. That's, that's how we got the name <laughs> of the show. Um, one other comment from Russell Latham, Heroes Mask. He says, hey, Frank, hate to correct you, but the Voyager episode you referenced actually flashed back to Star Trek VI, where Tuvok was a junior officer on the Excelsior under Sulu's command. That is... It took place as Praxis exploded. Praxis, Praxis was the Klingon moon that exploded in uh, the undiscovered country. Th- that is correct. And once I read uh, Russell's comment, I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah. Thank you, Russell. Thank you. You can always correct me because I am usually... I don't mind. I don't mind being wrong. I love correcting you. Yeah, I know. What's next on our list? Well, let's see. Oh, you know what? I wanted to thank... Is it Johnny M? I think it's Johnny M. Johnny M. Johnny M. Yeah. Thank you. So he sold me some comic books on uh, the CGS form. Uh, he sold me the first four issues of Brave and the Bold and the first six issues of Superman Batman. And uh, I just finished Brave and the Bold. In fact, I got the last two, five and six. And uh, I thought that these were single issues. Like it was just going to be done and one or one and done, whatever mm-hmm. the saying is. Uh, but it's a continuous story. And I went ahead and lent it to you, Brad. I'd like to see what you think about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll borrow uh, I dug them. I dug them. This pizza's good. Yeah, it is. We're eating pizza. Yes. 
We're eating pizza on a work night. Mm. And I soda. Need to work out now. <laughs> no way, man. <clears throat> Just to get the pizza fat. Okay. We we ate half a pizza each of us. We did. Well, it anyway, I like dollar pizza. It was a five dollar pizza from uh, Little Caesar. Pizza, pizza. Um, and thank you so much, Johnny M, for that. I really appreciate it. Very cool of you to sell them to me. And uh, let's do business again as soon as I can find something else to buy from you. Okay. <clears throat> for those of you who are regular forum visitors, forum, you will know that Frank and I, I'm sorry, I'm trying to finish up the pizza that's in my mouth and talk <laughs> at the same time. Frank and I made half-hour wasted bumper stickers. And our first order was a very extremely limited run of 10. Yes. Because we wanted to check the quality and make sure that they were, you know, good. Just went to where we were getting for our money. And they are very good. Yeah, they look good. We've, there's a there's a thread on the forum, on our forum, at thecomicforums.com. Scroll down, find Half Hour Wasted, click on it. You guys that don't uh, ever look at the forum, check it out. Get on there and, and give us some feedback. Yeah. Tell us, tell us what you think about the show. Give us ideas of what to talk about. Um, anyway, there's a thread on there that says, hey, you want a half-hour wasted bumper sticker? Uh, give us an uh, email at halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Several people who have visited the forum have already done that. Um, maybe when you hear this, we might have some left. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some more. Depends on the response. But Frank and I put one on our vehicles. We gave a couple to a couple of... Uh, co-workers uh, co-workers yeah I gave one to my brother and what did he say kevin i gave him a sticker it says <laughs> i left him a note you know we I, haven't heard from him well i, I guess know. this is well you know what <clears throat> the reason we haven't heard from him is because his internet connection has been down at his house uh-huh. actually not not so much that but the computer that he was using was toast it, it yeah it okay. something happened so they got a new computer he's been catching up gotcha um, I, I gave him a sticker and I, and I left him a note that says, Kevin, only take this if you'll put it on your car. I only have a few of them. Okay. So then he leaves me a note. It says, thanks, Brad. It adhered to the undercarriage better than I thought. Now I'll see it every time I change the oil. Kevin. Kevin. Wait a second. Get that note. What's the stationery on that, Brad? From the desk of Betsy Mondo. <laughs> I just grabbed a piece of paper from my mom's notepad. <laughs> That just makes from the desk. Uh, that just makes me smile. That's funny, and yeah, it is. She's so, funny. She's a funny lady. So, uh, so let's know. It's kind of a first come first serve basis. Yeah. Um, you know, they they are a little uh, pricey for us, and uh, we we will get more, but it does take time because um, of budgets, show budgets. We'll call them show budgets. So just let us know <clears throat> if you want one. If we have a big response. Now, I will say that if you don't want to wait, you can order one. Uh, with certain information that I've that I could email to you, if you're just desperate to have one, uh, you can get one. But you know, if it's not that important to you, well, we probably wouldn't give you one anyway. <laughs> and by the way, let's let's pimp the guys we got make, from makestickers.com. Yeah, you can use their templates, or you can upload a graphic of your own, which is what I did to make these. They, have, it's a good quality stickers. It is very good. It's, make stickers. It's pretty com. fast turnaround. Um. You can make one sticker if you want. I ate too fast because I'm like choking on pizza. It's still in my throat. <laughs> Take a sip of Diet Coke. Cola, I'm, still, I'm still clearing. So anyway, we have bumper stickers. So hopefully the um, the world domination plan that we have going, half our wasted, will soon. We're going to meet several of our listeners in uh, Pennsylvania at CGS episode 300. Some of the ones that have claimed a sticker, we're going to give it to them at that yeah. point. 
Okay. And you know what? What? I'm going to put a sticker on Brian Deemer's car when he's not looking. Ooh. No, I probably won't do that. <laughs> um, now, Brad, you told me a while back that you had something to say for this show. You had some, I guess we can call them Brad's rants. Well. da 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 Brad's rants. Hey, a new theme song. A new theme song. A new segment on the show. So, okay, Brad's so, rants. Yeah, so I, I work at the movie theater, <clears throat> like I've said. I'm going to give you some some things, some rules. Rules. When I work at the box office, I sell tickets. These are things that you guys can stop doing. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can stop arguing with me about the show times. No. What do you mean? What I mean is, like, when you come up and you look at the marquee, and you go, oh, you got a 9.30 showing of Superbad. I want a ticket for that. And I'll say, well, we don't have a 9.30, but we've got a, a, a 10 o'clock show. Well, I'm looking at the marquee, and it says 9.30. Okay, here in America, we read from left to right. Okay. If you were to list off times of the day, how would you list them off? Left to right. I do morning left to first. Right, and morning then first. 10 o'clock, okay, 11 o'clock, noon, 1, 2, On three. the far left, those are morning times. It works its way through the day. Evening times are on the right. So when I say I don't have a 9.30 show, don't argue with me. <laughs> so uh, do people like... Yes. The, well, it says it 9.30. Says, it says 9.30. I'm looking at it right there. That's a morning time, sir. Did you sleep through grammar class or what? I haven't said that, but I've thought it. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So if, don't argue with the ticket. Don't taker. argue with me. I know what times we have. <laughs> okay. Um. That's okay, funny. guys, when you're when you're coming to the movie theater with your wife or girlfriend, don't use the child's ticket joke. Like you point at yourself, one adult, and you point at your girlfriend or your wife, one child. That's really old, and I've heard them all. It's just not funny. Plus, it, usually you get smacked by your girl. I was about to ask: is there a usual um, is there a usual type of reaction? And yeah, is it the smack? It's a smack on the shoulder, little backhand on the shoulder. And you know, it's it's. Because that joke is always funny to them, but well, you've yeah. heard it a million times. Because that's the first time they've used it on me. Yeah. But yeah, I've heard it a million times. I got to tell you, I don't want to get into it now. I'll, I, I have a theory about, I'll tell it real fast. I have a theory about humor. You never go with your gut instinct on a joke. The first thing that pops in your head, you should never say, because chances are someone's already heard it. So you just wait. So you should use the, the next the item second, on your list? Yes. Okay. I almost, probably, I almost never say the first thing that's in my mind. I always wait. That's probably beat. a good thing. Yeah. So I would never say that joke. Good. I would never say it. Okay. If you're a senior, don't yell at me if I can't break your uh, <laughs> $100 bill for a $6 ticket. Nice. What do you mean senior? Like, you know, old farts that come up and say, <laughs> I need one senior for... For uh, for super bad. For super bad. First of all, you shouldn't be seeing super bad if you're 68 years old anyway. But do you have Casablanca up there? Where's the jazz singer? <laughs> Where's the original King Kong? There's oh, this one that guy, guy that shows up at my theater every Tuesday night without fail, and I'm not kidding. <clears throat> he comes up with a hundred dollar bill. He'll have one senior for super bad, and usually it happens right at the beginning of my shift. And my till does not have $20 bills in it yet. Mm-hmm. So when I tell the guy, I'm sorry, sir, I don't have change for your 100 he gets mad at me and yells at me. Yeah, you whippersnapper. How can you not have change for 100 This is a movie theater. You guys make money hand over fist. I'm sorry, sir, I don't have change for 100 I just started my shift. 
uh, he gets mad, right? So then mm-hmm. what he'll do is he'll open his wallet up. He'll put his hundred dollar bill in it, and then he'll put out a five. He'll pull out a five dollar <laughs> bill and a one dollar bill and give it to me. Oh. And I'm like, why don't you just do that in the first place? I went to break it. <laughs> you know, being working at a theater must be a joy. That's all I gotta say. Well, sometimes it is. You know, I get free movies and save a lot of money that way. But sometimes you just want to reach through that little hole right there on the glass between you and the customer. You just want to reach over there and, and smack them. I hear you. Okay. I drank too much soda. Did you burping? Yeah. <laughs> yeah a little bit. Uh, if you're a minor trying to get into an R-rated movie, don't ask, uh, well, what movie is playing next to that movie? <laughs> like, you know, some 15, 16-year-old kids will come up. I need, we need one for Superbad. Can I see your ID, please? Uh, I don't have it. It's in the car. Well, I can't sell you a ticket if you don't have a driver's license. Okay, what movie's playing right next to Superbad? <laughs> you I'm, see, I'm a lot smarter than you than you may think. See, th- this is why there are no teenage supervillains, because they just don't have the thought process down yet. I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. Uh, I'm going to get this guy. There's a lot of stupid kids in our country, because yeah. they actually think that I'm going to not know what they're doing. Sometimes I'll sell them the ticket that they're asking for, mm-hmm. and then I'll I'll call the usher manager and I'll <laughs> say, hey, there's a group of five kids coming in right now wearing this, this, and this. They're going to sneak into Superbad. They bought a ticket for uh, Arctic Tail, and now they're going <laughs> to sneak into Superbad because they're playing right next to each other, you know? Anyway. That's funny. Anyway, just some things I had to get off my chest. And you throw it on the floor. I like the way you file yeah. the way you throw it on the floor. <laughs> Everything I've talked about is on the floor. Brad, now let's get to the meat of this episode. The meat. Okay. And, and I hold in my hand the meat. I'm going to get... And you, that, you mean Booster Gold number one? Booster Gold number one. Overall, overall opinion. What do you think? Uh, Just not, quick. not being a Booster Gold fan, uh-huh. I was very entertained by this issue and will continue to pick this book up i it will continue to appear on my dcbs order i agree i agree it is fun he is funny the story is intriguing because of all the time travel and the loop-de-loops and the folds and time and stuff like that didn't he die in 52 see i never finished 52 i anticipated this so i came you came with notes i came with notes Let's see. He did not die, but he faked his own. He death. faked his death. Okay. Yes. I need to read those trades as um as supernova, and him and Rip Hunter had to run around that last issue fighting Mister Mind because Mister Mind was eating up the fifty two universes or trying to, and oh, yeah? they had to stop that. And they ended up encasing him in um in Skeets, who was at that point deceased, in his old body and. Shipping him back to the beginning of 52, and that's where... And it started this time loop where Dr. Savannah found him and put him in a test tube jar, and the whole cycle will just continue for him. It'll never end. What? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So he is stuck in it. Um, All right, Dan. Let's see. But, they, but, you know, there's always a backup of Skeet somewhere, so they managed to remake him. So, in fact, let me look at my notes. Skeet was uh, Dr. Will Magnus... Ended up remaking Skeets for okay. them. So Skeets is back. Everyone's back. So this this series takes place uh, eight weeks after the end of 52. Yes. Because we see on the first page it says week 60. They were counting up from the, the week after Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and what's he doing here at, at the beginning of this? Well, he is fighting the Royal Flush Gang. Is that a... Is that a 
new team? No, that's kind of an they old sound joke. Familiar. Yeah, yeah they, they're kind of an old joke. I think they're a Batman team, but they're always a joke. They're I dressed mean, like deck of cards. Right. Which, if you look at the cover, I mean, there's a whole bunch of deck oh, of, of cards, too. Yeah, that's neat. And then you go in and he's fighting, um, he's fighting the Royal Flush Gang. And while he's fighting him, which he's pretty certain that he's going to beat him, uh, he has already called the uh, Justice League for them to kind of see, you know, what he's done. You know, because he kinda, wants in the Justice League, right? right? He wants bad because this in history is marked as going to be the greatest Justice League of all time. And of course, he's from the future, so he knows he knows all that. that stuff. He came back from the future. There's a great recap of his origin here for people yes. like me who don't know much about him. He was an ex football player. He came back from the future to be a hero, whereas in the future he was a zero. Yes. <laughs> I stole that from you, didn't I? Hero to zero. And zero so, to hero. Zero to hero. And so Batman, of all people, decides to give him a chance because of what he, how he contributed to bringing down Brother Eye, yeah. which was an infinite crisis, and he actually played an integral part in that. So Batman says, if you can go one week without showboating and actually doing just a good job, just being a hero, a humble hero, We'll give you a shot. Then we'll think about it. Yeah, we'll think about it. Because nobody else wanted him in. Because no. everybody thinks he's a joke. Right. Why is that? Is that from... Is that Does that come from the old Boahaha Justice yeah. era? And what's, I, I've Justice always League heard era. that Boahaha. Boahaha is, was an actual... Like when Giffen and Demetrius did their take on the Justice League, it was humorous. It was funny. The characters would actually laugh out loud at some things and it would be written boah ha ha like a belly laugh you know I, I always thought that that meant something like like it was like um like over the top like melodramatic like boah ha ha but no, no it was so a much. belly laugh <laughs> yeah oh, okay. they're just laughing out loud um so did 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 his reputation as a joke come from that or did it happen a lot did it happen in 52 did it come from a lot of that it it did happen in 52 i'm i'm not that familiar with the character but i know that he'd always go after endorsements he was always kind of after money. He, yeah. you know, he always wanted to shine the light on him. It wasn't so much him being a hero to save people. It was more of him being a hero to get the spotlight on him. So he, he, you know, self promote. He's a self promoting jerk. Okay. Much. So he's <clears throat> he's looking out for number one. Exactly. Okay. And in his mind, he is number one. So after Batman says, "We'll give you a chance. Meet here in a week. Don't be late." He goes home to find. Supernova in his house. Right. Who is played by his great, 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 great grandfather. Now, obviously, I missed that from the end of 52. That's in 52, yeah. Okay. All right. And um, the suit that he's wearing, according to Rip Hunter, is it doesn't allow you to age. It kind of stops time for your body, but you can still function. So you, don't you never even have, have to, to take a leak. You never have to take a leak. You never have to eat. You never have to drink. I need one of those suits. And, <laughs> and somewhere in here, it says I pee like a like racehorse. A, Maybe I should yeah. stop drinking so much Diet Coke and water. Imagine imagine when he takes off that suit. He's going to pee like a... It's going to be like a continuous two-and-a-half-minute urination. <laughs> like a, a, um, the first Austin Powers movie yes. where he got defrosted. Evacuation complete. Yes. Uh, there is a line here that says, Daniel hasn't left the living room since literally... Wait, I'm reading it wrong. No. Hasn't... He said, last year he got dragged into my world. He put on the supernova uniform played a crucial role in the defeat of a reality-eating alien insect named Mr. Mine. Daniel hasn't left the living room since. Literally. Yep, since okay. then. Since, since he... <clears throat> because he doesn't have to. He's just playing video games. He's being a slacker. So this is, this is his, his great 
grandfather. So this guy is from the future, but no, no, he's from means... the present. He's he's from right now. Oh, is he really? Yeah. He oh, okay. Is, okay. Yeah. He is totally. contemporary. Makes sense. That makes sense. Um, let's see. Then Rip Hunter kind of shows up. Why is he out of not too excited to to see Rip Hunter? Well, Booster just he just wants to live his life. He just wants to be the self-promoter that he is. He doesn't want to have to do... Basically, this is real superhero work if he gets with Rip Hunter. Didn't, and he was involved in 52, Rip Hunter. Right. He had the big chalkboard. Yes. Yeah, okay. So and, what, is, what does he say when he comes back? Let's see. He says, Booster, uh, do you have any idea what you're doing? And Booster is kind of looking forward into history to see uh, what events he can be at the right place at the right time to be a hero at. Yeah, because Skeets has all the historical information, right? right? Yeah, you see, Booster isn't even trying. He's just He just wants to show up when he's it cheating. happens. Yeah, he's cheating, and he wants to look good for it. And because of that, that has caused some ripples in time. Well, not just that, but after 52, Mr. Mind had gone kind of munching around the universes and had left all these little wormholes where there's a... Anomalies, temporal anomalies. Thank you. This is a great panel (laughs) where Rip's explaining this to him. I just remembered from reading this. He's uh, he says this isn't about saving the multiverse anymore. It's about what was left over after we did. Booster says what was left over, and Rip says anomalies, temporal anomalies, anomaly. That's hard to say. Everything in history predating the recreation of the multiverse has gone malleable. Thanks mostly to Mr. Mind and that Kryptonian boy's tantrums, which I still find ridiculous to believe. Punching history, please. Which, that makes me laugh because, of course, Jeff Johns co-wrote this, and he wrote Infinite Crisis, in which the Kryptonian boy, that being Superboy Mm -hmm. Prime, was punching the walls of his cage, which affected history, and it's like Jeff Johns is poking fun at himself. Right, and and actually those ripples... Uh, affected the history of people like Hawkman, um, Jason Todd, Jason Todd, Donna Troy. So that's how DC is explaining all their little mistakes and hiccups. It's because of that that action. Cool. But so uh, Booster says, "No way, Jose! I'm going to do my own thing. Get out of here, Rip." Rip leaves, and Daniel Carter's left in his wrecked up house now. Booster, uh, Rip takes Booster, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no. Well, do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. So they take off, leaving Daniel Carter in the house. And Daniel's like, dude, my house is a mess. What's going to happen? All of a sudden, he's punched out by a pitch black bean with red eyes. And we talked it looks about looks to this. be a shadow demon. Shadow demon from, from the original Crisis. Crisis on Infinite Earth. Just a silhouetted figure. Right. <clears throat> so more exhibition here of of uh, Rip trying to explain exposition. to- Exposition. Exposition. I can't say that. Say it again. You said exhibition. Exhibition. Exposition. Exposition. He's explaining what's going on with all these anomalies. Right. It's a great montage of different different things going on here. Right. And you got to wonder, you got to think that all those are important for some reason or else why would they be there? I mean, there's the specter. Uh, there's there's Wally West being doused with the chemicals. Barry Allen watching. Uh, Firestorm. Um, Tate. Tara and um, and the, the Teen Titans. Titans. Yeah, um, Barbara Gordon getting shot. Right, and then I don't, that group must be a, a, a version looks of like the a, like a, a version of the Justice League. Right, I, but I don't recall that group ever being together. And like I'm not that. that familiar with the group either. And that's like an older version of the league of the uh, League yeah. of Superheroes. But 
so now Booster has, they have to go plug up one of these little holes, and Booster actually has to save a plane uh, that Black Adam crashed during World yeah, War so III. Yes, they've gone back in time, right? Yes. They've gone back in time to World War Three. Oh, he says right here, 11 weeks ago. So that was three weeks before 52 ended. Right. Okay, yeah. And in and during World War Three, this plane actually crashed and people died on it. Did it really? Yes. Oh, well, so. uh, well, according to the story, I okay. can't I can't recall if that really happened. Okay, but um, so uh, so Rip Hunter takes Booster to go save the plane. The plane is saved, and the reason why it had to be saved is because his future great 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 grandmother was on the plane. Is this the person that's going to marry the guy back at his house, Daniel? Ac- according to Rip Hunter, yes. Okay, and being that she died during during um, World War Three, World War Three, that means that Booster would never exist. Otherwise, so they had to be saved. So it's going to be all these little things that need to be saved. Saved the fix the, the fixed time. So they saved her. Then they get right. back in the bubble and go looking for more things. Right, but rips. But uh, boosters like, eh, don't I got, want to. I, I got want to. I got an appointment with the Justice League. Right, because he did a good job. So he shows up later. Right. I mean, he shows up at the hall where they ask him to the, show up. The JLA hall, and there's Superman, and he gives him his official certificate. You are now a member. Of the Justice League of America. And what Booster believes will be the greatest Justice League of all time. He says, Booster's reaching for it, or he's holding it, and, Bo- and it, he says, this is incredible. He's so happy to be a part of the Justice League. Yes. And something crazy happens. And then what does it turn into, Brad? Turns into the death certificate for Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. Something happened. And right then it tells me, as a reader, okay, he's not supposed to join the justice league if he does hal jordan something terrible is going to happen right. to hal and, jordan and, and i seem to and rip hunter said something to that effect back there like Did you he? can't you can't join you this. can't join the okay but you he but he right wants now. to do it for selfish reasons so but now booster realizes i can't rip whatever, was right yeah you know, whatever i do is going to have huge ramifications oh and backing up again he's like you're the only one that can do this uh, everybody thinks you're a jerk. You're going to be able to fix all these temporal anomalies under the radar. Uh, but the catch is every, you have to continue to let everybody think you're a jerk. And what a horrible thing to have to be. I mean, because first of all, Booster was was paramount in in, in saving, saving the Earth during 52. Him, Rip Hunter, and Daniel Carter. I mean, they were just paramount. But nobody can ever know that. I forget why they can't know it, but no one can ever know that they did it. So here he is doing the greatest thing almost ever, and he can't tell a soul. And now he has to play dumb. He has to play his stupid, arrogant self in order for things to remain the same or to go down the path that they're supposed to go. Because right there, he makes a decision. Yeah. He realizes, okay, I'm going to have to do this. So he jerks it up for Batman Tells him, you know what, I don't want to be, I just wanted to be invited. I never really wanted to be a part of your stupid league. I just wanted to be able to tell everyone else, Booster Gold turned down the Justice League of America. Right. So, now... And it shows Booster, him flying away, and he's he's not too happy with no, the situation. He's not of the situation, exactly. He says, this sucks. <laughs> this really sucks. And he ends up saving a, a young boy, and... The boy's kind of excited. You know, he's like, wow. The boy's on a bridge, and it, yeah. it the bridge is about to collapse. And he knows it's Booster Gold, and he goes, wow, thanks for saving me. Thank you. This is so cool. And Booster decides to tell the kid to tell everyone that um, 
Superman actually did it because he doesn't want the credit because he needs to play the dumb guy, the selfish guy. He has guy to be stuff. under the radar still. Yeah. So the kid does it. The kid, the police come up. They go, who saved you? And he goes, scratches his head and he goes, Superman. So now we're back to Rip Hunter's lab. And um, basically, Booster comes in and says, I'm in. Let's do this. Let's do what we have to do. Let's fix all these little holes and stuff but like that. But you're going to do something for me. Yes. And that so something when this, is. When we're done fixing all these holes, we're going to go back in time. And we're gonna we're gonna start by saving the best friend I ever had, Which Ted Cord. Blue Beetle. Yeah, Ted Cord was killed by Max Lord. Yes, and that, Which, there's even a silhouette of that in here. Yep. Concurrently with that uh, with conversation panels. with between Booster and, and uh, Rip, there's another story uh, happening that happens eight years ago. Yes. Uh, somebody. Is it's Inspector? Sp- yeah, it's in Space, Space Sector, Sector fourteen seventeen. That's mm-hmm. where Sinestro right. was a when he was a Green Lantern. That's where he was. He was the Green Lantern of that sector. Right. So this so the shadow of a person. It's a shadow on the wall. It says, "Hey, I'm looking for your leader. I'm looking for the Green Lantern they call Sinestro. Here he comes. He's in his Green Lantern outfit, which looks strange, but I know he was a Green Lantern, so yeah. I can recognize him. And it's old school. That's like Silver Age. We look like yeah. Silver Age. He says, I am the great and mighty Sinestro. Who's asking? He's still full of himself, even <laughs> the back great then. great and mighty. And then it cuts to this next panel. He says, they call me Supernova. I need to talk to you about the future. And we can only guess that that is actually that shadow demon. Perhaps that- it is the shadow demon, because when he knocked Daniel out, he picks up the mask and is holding it. Yeah. Like maybe he's going to dress up in it or something. Right. He says, they call me Supernova. I need to talk to you about the future. So we don't know where that's going to go. This last page is awesome because it, it has a preview of what's coming up in the in the Booster Gold book over the next year or so, I guess. Yeah, and the first panel, I think I think you were under the impression that that's Brainiac. Yeah, I think that's Brainiac from Legion of Superheroes. And he says, give me back that ring, because Booster has a Legion flight ring, which right. makes him fly, right? So something's going on with the Legion of Superheroes. Right. What's interesting is there's also a dinosaur in that panel. Yeah. I don't know. But it is question mark, question yeah. question mark. So, like, that could be time. Because remember in Infinite, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, there were periods where there were dinosaurs, right. you know, in a future city, and just time was just all messed up. Uh, the next panel's week 104, day one, the final crisis. That's two years after the end of Infinite Crisis. Right. And Booster says, you don't understand, Batman. I can't be in the Justice League. To where Batman says, you be Batman. Right now, Booster, you have no choice. So something's going on here mm-hmm. with Final Crisis. When that's done, you know, 30 weeks later, it shows Booster being attacked by a bunch of little Mr. Mind worms. Right. Then probably the most intriguing panel. Yeah, it shows uh Booster has gone back to week minus eight, eight weeks before Infinite Crisis happened, uh, apparently to rescue his friend Ted Cord because right. he's with the original Blue Beetle right. named Dan, the new Blue Beetle, that kid, mm-hmm. and uh, he's there's Max. He's Lord. socking Maxwell Lord the gun out of Max Lord's hand, so. Apparently, he is able to go back in time to help rescue his friend, but how right. that turns out, we don't know. I like those little sneak peeks. Yeah, they did that in, was it Justice League or Justice Society? Justice Society Just of America. Society. I'm that, definitely, that's fun. I'm definitely keeping Booster Gold on my DCBS Me list. Me too. 
Okay, we're over. we got to go. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening. Uh, remember to visit us at our website, which is halfhourwasted.com, or you can drop us an email at halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Please don't forget to visit our forums. Uh, we got a link just to the left side that says message board. Give it a click. And as always, if you get a chance, leave us a nice review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it. Kind of help to get our numbers up. For a half hour wasted, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And we'll see you next time on A Half Hour Wasted. Bye.